listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD, available on Apple and wherever you get your podcasts. CPTSD episode about fear and safety with Victoria from Twitter. Yeah, I mean, shifting the topic into healing, I definitely saw a pattern in people and relationships that I've had. I'm very humbled by, you know, what made me want to bring them in close because in a sense, you know how Shrek says, I'm layered. Well, because I am a very deep person and really young, I understood that no one else really has this viewpoint and it's really hard to talk how I want to talk and be transparent about what I want to say when I get a look of confusion and then it makes me realize, okay, pull back, pull back, you know, a lighter layer of trying to connect with what I'm trying to say. And that's why I get a lot of people. It's like, you're pretty vague. You're pretty mysterious. But I just learned from a young age that no one is on this space. No one is here with me on this plane of what I want to say. And um, you hit it on the head where it's like, believe in yourself. Um, You know, the authenticity of being true to yourself. If you are true to yourself, that is pretty much the key of your day in and day out of how you decide to allow something in or allow it out. And there's trial and error. There's no perfect Mm -hmm. formula for how that's going to happen. So exactly. (laughs) I was a very introverted person. I came into professions where communication with vendors, clients, quality control, Um, you know, going into mortgage and basically doing the Ken role of a project manager, it has really shifted me the last few years of how I communicate externally to the point where people I'm talking with the mental spaces are like, no, no, you're an extrovert. And I'm just like, so I retook a personality test just for the fun of it. And sure enough, everything is split down the middle because I was able to identify where my shortcomings are And I press forward on, I know I'm weak in this area and I want to do better. And I'm not perfect by a long shot. And I'm not saying that, you know, (laughs) I have achieved, you know, Mount Everest by, but it does reflect in, you know, when you're saying like, wow, five years, I have to put that much time in, but it makes so much sense because one step a day is taking you that much closer on your journey every mountain you climb there's another mountain waiting for you it's yeah. <laughs> it's peaks and valleys and yeah. um what i came full circle on is what i was looking for in other people is is honestly what i wanted in myself and you know before the pandemic i exited out of a long term relationship of 6 years of someone i wanted to build a future with and have a house with and kids with but unfortunately 
um, addiction and alcohol was, was more important than that future. And I had shelved a lot of things because I was committed to this future. And you finally just kind of, it's not even about seeing the writing on the wall. It's just realizing like, this isn't going to move further. And, you know, I had a conversation with my father. I haven't like forwarded to, you know, that timeline, but I'm in good relations with my father. And he was just like, well, you two are so good together. Are you sure this is what you really want? And I was like, yes, I deserve better. I deserve better than someone coming home at two in the morning. And I don't know what's about to happen. Like, like that is not for me. And that's not, and that's not safe either. Like that's for you, especially. So in a sense, I, I, you know, COVID's hitting, I'm, I'm changing career paths and I just thought to myself, what is it that I really want to do? What is it that I can accomplish? And, you know, I, I changed my, my diet. I changed, um, just a lot of, just a lifestyle change in general. And I was so hyper-focused and hyper-committed and I did it for a long time. And, you know, you know, I worked on my credit. I saved money. I, you know, I've accomplished getting a, a better vehicle from all. Well, I've always had reliable vehicles, but something that's like in the late 2000s, not like a t- 2005 Prius, yeah. you know, and, you know, like for like what I drive now is the 2019 CRV. It's reliable, you know, whatever. But, yeah. you know, all these things that I had shelved because I committed to a relationship. Um, you know, I am hyper independent too. Like there's a balance and I, you know, it's completely relatable to your girlfriend saying like, you know, I am aware of what is healthy and safe for me and my needs. And I don't have to entertain someone who doesn't meet me at my level and my needs. And Mm -hmm. when I have this long-term relationship end. it's like kind of this truth that had always been there. I finally accepted it. It was like, yeah, I'm probably never going to move out of Texas or I wouldn't be in Texas right now. <laughs> you yeah. know, my, my family is here. Um, I, I love the area, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, that whole fantasy of like, Oh, I'll be the one in the family to move out of state. But, um, so that was a reality that sunk in and then just really having the gusto and the bravery to really say, no one is stopping me. Nothing is holding me back. I have for the first time in my life, the ability to challenge myself with all the skill sets that I have gained to this point to propel forward. And there's this excitement that just comes from deep within where you know like how um committed you are to this new habit and this new goal that you will excel you know um being a perfectionist or being hard on yourself is very um you know in the realm of complex PTSD and mm-hmm. um you know everything is is a balance so in my opinion my biggest takeaway was, you know, like we had discussed when you look in the mirror and you say, I love you, you are beautiful. And you can, you know, work on that and say it every day, every night and slowly start to, 
you know, believe and develop belief in that, but it's, it's not the same as truly being on the other side. And so it hit me that it's like, I can love broken people. I can have them a part of my life in any way I choose, but where I'm falling short is not putting myself first in that relationship. And that is the key to things that I'm still working on. Like my mom is not a saint. (laughs) And, um, you know, I want a two way street with her. I, I desire, um, for her to be a part of my life. I don't want to shut her out, but there comes a point where it's like your judgment is so thick that I have to take a step back because I'm grown, you know, I'm, I'm so like, I know you're my parent. I know you are always going to care for me, but there is a, a space of, you know, something in some shape or form where you have to, like, it slowly just keeps clicking. Like the older you get, it's, it's just like, wow, why do I struggle so hard with this relationship with my mother? And then it, 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 all comes into place when you realize like where it all started. And so here's something that we talked on earlier today, which was generally when events happen in my family dynamic of um, toxic and unhealthy behavior, unhealthy behaviors. um, You know, I would talk with the party involved, get aligned with, you know, who, what, where, when, why, and what's the problem at hand? And generally, I have no problem, you know, being open with my boyfriend and, you know, just saying, hey, this happened today, FYI. But for the first time ever, I was like, you know, I'm just going to not talk about it. I'm not going to relive it. I'm not going to keep all of this that we processed in this moment in real time and just redig it all up to regurgitate it to someone else. And it's not like I'm putting weight on their shoulders and it's not like I'm dragging my baggage to them and saying, fix me. It's, it's more just like, Hey, I just want you to be in a loop. This is what's going on. But in reality, I can shut that loop down. And so for the first time last night, I didn't say, Hey, this is what's going on with mom, Dana and Chelsea, you know? And as of today, I haven't said anything about it either. And it's not like I'm hiding it, but it's just realizing that I have the power to stop that from, you know, to keep looping on itself. Right. That's like, you know what? That's like you made, you've, you've found the next level or that you found that progress level and everything like what you were just talking about. And I was thinking as you as you were explaining it and discussing here is it sounds like you sound like someone who in a, in a typical world with this has who has done a lot of work who has gotten who has done a lot of healing and knows what the reality of this is and has a handle on it right like you because you sound I, I I said this a number of times yesterday and again today, and I was, I was talking to to my girlfriend. I said, she sounds a lot, so much like you, (laughs) 
And it's so very similar ways because you, your explanation of how you've, you've learned and your, how you've progressed and, and, and your growth from, from where you were to now, and even just what you just like, what happened just even last night is like another level that you've just achieved or you've, you've managed to get there and you, it's, you go, wow, you know, and, and, and you feel good. You feel happy. You feel like confident. You feel safe. You feel like everything is just, it's like, it's falling into place and you've, you've done so much work to get there and you realize what it takes. Like you've, you, the words are, you owned it, you know, you've, you've owned what happened and you've done the work you've gotten to the point where you know that you don't have to tell people you don't have to say this is what i did this but you know and tell the whole thing you're confident and you feel like healed enough that you can that you don't have to go and and relive it all everything you've done everything you've said is is great it's fine it's perfect and it's that's as far as it needs to go someone who's maybe in the middle of their healing progress might have that need to have to tell somebody right maybe it's uh maybe they're asked maybe they're looking for reinforcement or or someone saying yeah good job that's awesome you did so well blah 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 right like and then you get to the point, like you just, like you said, where you don't need anybody else to tell you. You don't need to tell anybody because you already know. You know that you that you did a great job. You know that you did what you needed to do. You don't have to say, "Hey, guess what I did," and then you know, wait for them to go woohoo or cheer for you. Like it's not. It's there's no requirement you're you've done it you've you know you're on that level where you can say yeah i did it it was hard i'm proud i'm happy i feel safe i'm i feel great about this but i don't need anybody else to 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 tell me i don't need anybody else to say to agree with me because i did it for me i'm i know where i'm at i know that this is this is where i want to be right now that's all I need. Nobody else. I don't need anybody else to, to, to verify it. I don't need someone else to go. Yeah, you're, you're right. You did, you did a good job. That's not required because you, you're at the point where, you know, and that's all that's, that's all that matters is that you know where you are. And a lot of people out there don't like that's, that's a lot of the problem is because they're so, they still have a lot, a lot, a long way to go is they think they've done all this work and they, and they've done so much and they, and they're so happy. And then they go and tell their partner or they go tell their dad or their mom or their sister. And that person might, it, it could just be a slight word or a pause or, or maybe a look or something. And, and, or they say, well, I don't know. Are, are you sure? And then they they get crushed, right? Or or they or they start second guessing because 
the person that they think is is important that they have to tell this to or that is 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 more important in their life doesn't quite agree with it or or is or something they they don't they're not there they're not at that they're not healed they haven't healed enough where they know that all that matters is is what they believe and that they know enough that's all that that and that's the ultimate goal is to be that i know i'm safe i know what i'm doing my life is all that matters yeah i have a husband or i have a wife or i've got friends that love me and think i'm awesome but if they all disappeared tomorrow i'm fine i'm good i don't it it's it's not going to change my, how i feel about myself how i do my daily whatever cuz i'm enough i'm important my well-being is all that matters and everything else is like a like whipped cream on top or the cherry on top of the of the whipped cream that's that's all secondary that's all a bonus the only thing is that makes any difference is how i am how i feel that is such a great talking point and in my eyes i see it as you know your experience the journey unique to yourself and especially in the trauma community divorce hits so close to home for me and mm. when i hear oh i'm i'm going through a divorce or oh i'm i'm up against it and i'm you know here's where i'm at in my mind i i can see and i am also in a bigger picture the bigger picture to say what i experienced is not going to mirror that family because their circumstances and their issues are unique to them and there's no way shape or form that my validation of of my experience in a way is i shouldn't compare it to another's and the journey that we are all on for ourselves and and what point we are in our healing in you know some people are inspired to say i've i've found my true calling it all makes sense to me i'm on this journey and then when you're talking with them and they're trying to validate you and are you sure you have complex ptsd are you sure you're this personality type are you sure how did you know and that makes you feel small it makes you feel put in a box and it makes you feel like you have to hide yourself for this other individual that is sensitive and you get to the point where like f it you know i know who mm-hmm. i am i know what i've been through i don't need someone who's just on their new calling journey to put me in a shelf wherever that is on their value scale for them i'm like good for you you're on this platform you want to bring visibility everyone has their own way and own way of showing that so you know i love books i love comics i love indie comics i want to write i've been wanting to write about this for so long but i've had again fear about you know when we say have i talked to my dad have i talked to my mom have i told them like i'm aware of of my trauma and what my trauma is you know and how i want to share that with the world and what if they come across it and what if they see it what if they hear this podcast 
you know, it's like, again, you put yourself second because you are worried about someone else and how your interaction with them is affecting them. And at the end of the day, you have to say, I don't have time to give empty validation to others. I don't have time. Like, yeah, we may not agree. We may have conflict and conflict is healthy, but just because I'm silent and not choosing to give my power away, I'm not agreeing that you're right. I'm not agreeing that you can keep going on in this toxic direction. So absolutely, in our community, I'm very respectful. And I just feel like that is such a strong topic to say where I am and where you are may not align, but I am humbly respectful of you getting up every day and you keep trying. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's extremely good. Like that's so important. And I hate to think that there's a lot of, there are a lot of people out there who don't have that. They don't think that way. They, they're very, everything they do, everything they think, they say, they watch, they eat, they, what they wear a lot. It's, it's so much of it is how are they going to think? Right. Like, and especially ones who have the trauma, like there are obviously people that do that, that don't have trauma, of course, but the ones that have dealt with the trauma and their fear is how, how are they, what are they going to think of me? How, what are they going to say? Are they going to still want to be with me or be near me? If I do this, if I say that there's so many little factors in the things that they do that it's controlling them. And if they can't find the strength or they can't, you know, they don't, don't have the ability to, like you said, F them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know if we could cuss, so I wasn't going to uh, that. <laughs> there's, yeah, we can if we, if we have okay. to. But um, yeah, like if, if they can't step back and go, this, this person isn't healthy for me, if I want to wear a, a jersey and go out about and, 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 and walk around and, and, and have a good time and, and not care what they think, they can't be in my life. I can't, they can't be there because they're stopping me from living my life the way it's supposed to go or the way it should be. And that's not healthy. And that's that fear is so strong in a lot of the, in a lot of people that it stops them from achieving anything. Some you know to a point where they they don't do anything because they're so scared of doing any sort of wrong thing. And some of them don't have a clue as to why that's happening. They just think that they have they're they have to make sure that that person's happy that that person still loves them and still thinks that they're a good person and it's all fear driven by their fear because they haven't dealt with the fact that there's something that is going on and if they can get over that like I'm not saying get over it as well just get over it but if they can heal to the point where they suddenly go hey I, I want to do this. 
this is what I want. This is what's going to make me feel happy. It's going to make me feel complete. And that person is holding me back because they don't agree with it. Or they think it's the irony. And some of it is that they, that person thinks that this is stop is, is holding them back or not making them feel like that they matter or that they're not suddenly in control on over you. You got Then you have to say enough bye. I, I can't be around you because you're not healthy. That's causing me not to be healthy. I'm not doing what I what is best for me. And that's that plays into the whole looking after you before anything else. That's it all plays into that. And too many people out there don't either they don't know that it's happening or they just haven't done enough work and they haven't gotten to that where they can they can realize that they have to take care of themselves and that they have to make tough choices. Like some that can be very tough, extremely tough. If they can't make that choice, then they're, they haven't gotten to that point yet. They haven't healed enough to make the choices that are required. And it's all fear. And they, they're, they are too afraid to do it because they haven't healed or they're, or they're just, there's too much control from someone that has power and yeah, they're powerless because they haven't healed. If they can heal, then things can change really, you know, so immensely. And finally they'll feel, they'll feel that safetyness. They'll feel that, that happiness that they've been craving for so long. And there won't be any of that fear in the back of their mind or that, what do I do? I, I got to be careful. I got to make sure that, that that person doesn't, doesn't get angry because I'm wanting to go to the gym every day, or I want to play, I don't know, tag football every weekend because I love playing football and that person's not going to be happy with it. You either have to say, okay, well, too bad. Sorry. That's just the way it is. Or well, or they don't do it because they're too afraid. We'll take a short break and then we'll be back with the rest of the episode on CPTSD. The essence of fear is the power we give it. And being in mortgage in this processing role, there's a lot of different information and communication of what I'm gathering. And essentially, I am the engine of a loan. Once it hits me, I am taking that bar all the way to signing. And I'm also, you know, um, after signing, that is still on my plate. And I would wake up in the morning, like I had never been in a person of anxiousness or anxiety. Like my main element was anger. Like I felt comfortable in anger, um, anger protected me, but it no longer serves me. And I had worked through anger management in my own way because I wanted to not be that way. I, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I will, if something gets hits close enough, I will rage up but I will also shut down. Like I will wait to come back down before I engage with other people. And I've also learned in trial and error that just because I'm angry in the moment, 
and I don't communicate verbally that, hey, I'm, I'm going to need some time and we're going to have to revisit this or until I can cool off, we can continue talking. But to just be so consumed in anger where you don't even communicate that, it's really damaging to relationships and friendships. Mm. And absolutely going into the pandemic and, you know, where we have no knowledge of anything and no, and mixed information going everywhere. Um, there's, yeah. there's, you know, that element. And then there's, you know, I'm in a sink or swim environment with my career path and, you know, I'm waking up in the morning where I'm just thinking about everything that I need to address and get to today. And, you know, what if it all doesn't work out the way it should? And to the point where, you know, just an engine starting outside would, would get me, get me going, you know? Right. And I didn't know, like, I'd never experienced that before. I had never experienced a full blown panic attack and it was so unknown to me. And so now, like, you know, fast forward two years later, how we talk about practically looking at why, like, break it down. What is the worst case situation possible that this event could happen? And after I paint a picture of what is the worst thing that could possibly happen, start to build a game plan of, okay, worst case scenario happens And here's what I have work in progress, a formula of, of a reaction. And then once you say, okay, I have a plan for the worst case possible, then whatever happens between worst case and my fear of of where I think something could happen, Mm. you know, you can shut it down because you're already prepared for the worst thing. Yeah. I'm sure that wasn't easy to, to at the beginning, you know, it, it, I don't know too many people that can just at the snap of a finger go, <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. I can do this. It, it, it takes work. I'm sure there's a lot of, of, of failure to getting to that success, like be it to ability to just to do that. And I think, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't realize that in order to make progress, you do have to fail because you have to, you have to know what it's like and you have to understand that it's okay. It's there's not, there is nothing wrong with, with not being successful or not, you know, having a a setback because you have to, you have to know what that feels like. And you have to, it's, it's like saying to yourself, well, that wasn't so bad. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't do what I was setting out to do, but you know what? I'm still here. I'm, I'm, I can, st- I can try again. I can get better. And then a few times you start to go, Hey, you know what? This is, this is working. And it's, and you get that, you feel confident or you feel yeah. good about it. And then before you know it, you just, it's, it's not, there's nothing to it. And you can, you can, it's funny. You can actually apply that to the healing process with trauma, because if all you ever think about is, oh, I don't want to fail, I'm too scared of trying. 
if I do this and I fail, I'm just going to be miserable or people aren't going to like me, or I'm going to, they're going to, I'm going to think I'm a loser or I'm going to think I'm, I'm, there's no point. If, if you can fail, it, I'm not saying if you can, if you do fail at, at, at trying to get better and you say to yourself, gee, that was, that was pretty tough, but Hey, um, I'm still here. There's, I'm still, I've still got my friends. I've still got this. I've, you know, this isn't so bad. And then we come and then you you try again and you keep going and you keep going. Eventually you get to the point where, you know, you're going, okay, I'm doing this. This person is saying, "Ah, you know, you're not, you're not, you're no good at this or, or you're, you're just not right. And instead of going, Oh, you're right. And quitting, you're going, I don't care what that person thinks. I know that I'm good enough. I know I can do this. Keep going, whatever, you know, you get to the point. It's like, it's the same as the healing you heal and you get to the point where you're just saying, all that matters is me. If you don't like it too bad. If that person doesn't like it, oh, well, whatever, you know, like there's other people, there are other, it's not like that was the last guy or the last girl out in the world or, or the last friend or whatever, you know, you're just, you move on and you can, you feel you're healed and you feel ready for any challenge. And even if you do get triggered, like if something comes up and you're, and, and it scares you, you're, you're at a point where you go, yeah, okay. But Hey, we've been through this. We can, we know where, what the outcome is. We know what the end result is. It's not, it's not a bad thing and you're and you and you feel it you acknowledge it and you're like yeah all right eh, but it's okay i i know where i am i know that, that i'm all that 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 matters i'm happy i'm safe i feel good about what i'm doing and it's short-lived and it doesn't affect you doesn't affect your life Sure, it's there, but it's not, it's not controlling what you're doing. It's not taking over. You're the one that's in control, and that's where people want to get to. And when they've done all that work and they see it, and then, it's, and then it keeps happening, and they keep noticing that they're in control, they feel safe despite that trigger, the, the world's, it's, it's theirs, you know, because they're healed. They feel safe. They know that they could, yeah, they could get triggered, but they know that they can handle it. They know that they're okay. And that's, you can actually apply that to so many different things, but specifically when it comes to dealing with our fear and, and trust with other people, when, when you feel confident in yourself and you feel that you know that you're, it's, it's your actions, what you do, what you think is important. Your life is what's, what matters. Mm-hmm. Not, no, no trigger is going to make, is going to change that because you know that you can move on, that you're, you're safe. You can do it. You're okay. Yes. A prime example is being in family situations. And I come from a big family and yeah. 
being able to judge your needs. And I have been known to literally walk out, get in my car and drive off, not say bye to anyone, not tell anyone I'm leaving. Like you've reached your threshold and you're like, I'm good. Everyone can socialize. Everyone can have a good time. I am going to go on about my day. And there is peace in that because, um, you are no longer beholden to, again, someone else's judgment in your family tree of dynamics. So when I go out to see my father, he still lives in the same town that I grew up in. And of course, that's very triggering for me because it is an environment of lots of memories. And I have to mentally prepare myself and say, is, am I okay with having this in my day to day? And it has nothing to do with him. And you kind of psych yourself up saying, well, here's all this fear and here's all this, um, you know, volume of what could happen, but you realize once you get there and you don't have those experiences, but you have healthy, positive um, memories that you're built on in that moment. And you realize, wow, time is going by really fast. (laughs) And I Mm -hmm. want them in my life for every minute that I can, because in a blink of an eye, they won't be here anymore. And when I leave my father's house, I feel so overwhelmed and just so happy. Like, wow, I had a great time. And all of these things that possibly could have happened, didn't happen. And it goes back to our personal journey. So as I have worked on myself, my father has worked on himself, you know, maybe his third version wife is a watered down version of my mom, but Hey, he's working on himself, you know, but you know, she, um, my stepmom, I have mad respect for, she's a very strong, independent woman, goo goo gaga for my dad, whatever. I'm not competing for his affection. Um, but in a nutshell, like she, what she does professionally is where babies are delivered. I'm not a medical person. I can't do it, but I'll just say like, you know, during COVID and our nurses in our hospital were impacted on such a heavier mental level that I can't even scrape the surface of. And so as of this month, she is taking time off. She is going to therapy. She is, you know, having brunch with friends, like, and I'm, I'm so happy that she is doing that because that is important for her. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm just trying to paint a picture of as you are working on yourself, everyone is working on themselves and these memories and the past, you know, they can echo to the forefront, but you know, me and my sister, we are two different people, but some of the things that I hear her say, I'm just like, wow, like you told dad that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Like you said that. No kidding. And, and you know, what she basically said was, you know, dad, you're having issues with your wife. You need to talk to her before the holidays and figure that shit out. <laughs> like, because yeah. we don't need to drag that into all of us. And sure enough, that transparency, that communication, you know, it's just as important for every individual. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. That, that's funny. That goes into something else that we could even talk about at some point. Uh, you know, the communication thing, that's, that's, a, that's another ball. <laughs> yeah, I, well, the final thing here, um, getting close to some time that I need to do stuff. But um, I have coming up, I have a, a big thing, um, something that I have to do that I have been dreading because I didn't know if I'd ever, if this would ever occur. Um, we, there's been a bit of a, in my family, there's been a bit of a quarrel or kind of a problem. And I have a, I have a relative that I'm going to see for the first time in 10 years. And I have, I, I should say I had, I still, there is still respect, but it's been tarnished a little, but I had, I had a great deal of respect and admiration and love towards this person because I grew up as a child, you know, with this person in my life and then something occurs and, and it, 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 it completely changes your opinion and your, how you think of that person, because it's just like, it's a, like, it's like your partner doing something that you never thought would happen. Right. Like, and then, so your, you, your memory and, and how you feel and you think about that person completely changes and, and you can't just erase that and go, Oh, well, it's, it's, it's in the past. It's no longer. I've, I have a, I've been thinking about it and it, and it was even to the point where it kept me up. Like I, I woke up and I couldn't fall back asleep because I remember going, holy shit, I'm going to be seeing this person. I'm not sure if I can do this without feeling scared or triggered and, and not being me, like the me that I know that I, I have been before with this person. And it's worrisome because I'm going, am I going to do this? And it's not just me, like my dad's there and my girlfriend's there. And I'm, and I am worried that I'm going to go and I'm going to get triggered because I am, there's this fear of, of not allowing, like knowing what occurred and not letting it get in the way of, trying to start over or trying to heal and move on. There's that, there's a big fear in there. And I'm really, it, it's, it's to the point where I have to think hard and I have to really be ready. Like I have to be prepared. I can't just say I'm doing this because it's for her sake or for to make my dad happy or because I got to do this. I need to go and it has to, I have to be ready. I have to feel that it's, it's what's best for me. And it's troublesome because I'm not exactly 10 years into therapy going, oh, yeah, okay, I can just shut it off. It's going to be there. And it may be there the entire time, but I have to be, I have to be comfortable so that I can go and not think to my, and not have that possibility of getting triggered and not going, uh, like I have in the past where I sit and do nothing or, or I hardly say a word because I'm so scared of possibly saying something or possibly doing something that might not be the best idea or the best thing to say, because it could be taken the wrong way or could, you know, come across as 
inadvertently hurtful or, you know, like it's, it's serious. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal. And it's a, it's one of those things that I think I, you know, it's, it's a trauma. It's, it is trauma based. And it's not like I have trauma of her. I'm not scared of her. It's a, it's this fear of rejection, fear of upsetting somebody, fear of making someone say, Oh, how dare you? Or, Oh, I, you know, and, and then getting upset and, and then all the work you've put in is, is, is gone because you said something that they didn't like. It's yeah. You have to, it's dealing with that fear. Right. And that, and that, that flashback of, of knowing that this isn't going to be an easy thing. And, but you have to, you do have to, at some point be the adult and face, face that fear when you're ready, like facing it when you're not ready is not healthy, but facing it when you know you're ready for it. That's, that's so big. Yeah. I just want to say that in that circumstance, you really get to decide what is good for you and what is not good. Like I can recall yeah. um, my half brother's birthday is the weekend before Thanksgiving and all of my dad's family is up in Oklahoma and it is very normal for us to go up there and see them. And I wasn't able to see my brother the weekend before and my father took it very personally. I brought a whole cooked Turkey I was the first one to, you know, get to the destination and I'm setting up. And then my father comes up behind me and slaps me in the face. And I immediately just, you know, go, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm like, um, you know, I'm like, I'm here to, for my family and I'm here to see my family, but I promise you the next morning, I was packing up and heading out because I was so angry. <laughs> and to him, he was like, oh, it's a love tap. Or, oh, I'm just pissed that you blew off my son's birthday. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I also get the cold shoulder from my sister, you know, with directions on making it out there where I had to meet up with her at one point. And then she was just driving like a bat of a hell, not even letting me like follow her to the end destination. And I was like, you know, if you're both going to give me the cold shoulder, I'm out. You guys yeah. can have this. And I feel no guilt about it because, you know, that comes back into your individuality of, I have the option to remove myself from here. So you can have good intentions and want to be present, but the minute someone crosses that line, you can put them in check and say, this is not okay. And that's how I've had to communicate with my father. I've had to be very straightforward. I'm very direct. I don't beat around the bush. I don't bring emotions in. I'm just like, this doesn't work for me. And until I'm okay with what just happened, I'm not going to be present. And, yeah. you know, that's just like the trauma of the response in the history with that family. And then of course, you know, being present in a room with all of those actions taking place. Now, yeah. because of that, have I been back to Oklahoma since for Thanksgiving? No. <laughs> yeah. 
Is it my family's followed up in Oklahoma about that? No. But do I have to justify myself and being up there or not being up there and feeling guilty about it? No. So absolutely not. You know, when um, this comes up, it, I mean, family is not easy and it's not easy when there's toxic elements and in different relationships and you get the choice of engaging in that or not engaging in it or telling them straightforward. Like that's the thing, like you never know what you're going to get for feedback until you have that dialogue with someone. And if they're too toxic to have dialogue with, then it's not worth your time. Yeah. Well, as a friend said to me, you only can have control of what you do. You can't control what other people do. And so don't worry about what, what, if you can't control them, don't worry about it. You just do what, what's best for you. You control what you do. So if you don't feel comfortable, don't put yourself out there and make yourself feel at risk or feel or possibly triggered. If they don't, if they don't want to interact or if there is something that, that, that they say that, that offends you, you have a choice. You can say something and defend yourself or you can say, well, I'll let it go. Or It's up to you, but you only control what's, what's, you know, your life. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to take this in a heavy way since we're here at the end of, uh, you know, our, our conversation, but I'm, I'm yeah. very thankful of, of what we did get to talk about and discuss. And Absolutely. it's, um, it's, it's always riveting to be, you know, when, when I'm in these mental health spaces and I hear people say, like, I've been crying or I've been crying for a week or, or this is happening. And I, it's so understandable because I was joined in a space where someone was talking of their experience of abandonment and I was like, I never thought I would be able to talk about this with anyone. I felt I would go through most of my life just accepting that I couldn't connect with people in this way. And it was sad and it is sad, but it's like, you know, how, how people say they have like their click, like, oh, I'm into football or I'm, I'm like authentically resonating with bingo or you know just all these other examples of you finding your people and I have always felt a disconnection of having that and to have that in this community um, with this visibility and you know like just you know making my headline say visibility for complex PTSD it starts that conversation people are like what is that what are you talking about and i'm like okay well here's a light gist of of what that is and this is a light gist of my background relating to that and instantly there's connection it's it's something that's kind of been there but it hasn't been presented and openly accepted to because it is really sensitive 
you know, it's really yeah, sensitive of, of ourselves. Yeah, the, there aren't very many people out there that I have been able to talk to about with this, about CPTSD with, because most people aren't in the right place or they're in their, you know, they're not ready to express their thoughts on it or how they feel or their experiences. And it's unfortunate, but that's just the reality of where people are. Like, I, I, I hope one day that there'll be more people that will feel capable of talking about it and will want to share their experiences and their thoughts on it. And maybe one day that, you know, that, that could, that could be soon or it could be a while as, and with more, as more people are aware of it and they start to heal and they start to feel that they can talk, then it, it, it actually will help everybody. It, you know, cause with it, when there's voices out there that are discussing the problems that we have and the experiences that we deal with and what we've been through and where we are, they could feel motivated to get there too. Right. Like without it, they're just going to feel that they can't get any they can't make progress. They can't get any further in what they're what they're going through. And if other people are saying what that, and it rings a bell in their mind, going "shit, that's me," they're gonna feel better about what they're doing, and they will move forward. Exactly. You know, sometimes you you kind of go back into that layered. You know, I I want to get to the core, and I I want to share this. And you never know how that feedback is going to come back where you're like, did I, did I say too much? Did I, did I cross the line with someone? Was it offending someone? And did I trigger someone? And the most feedback I've gotten is I am so appreciative for hearing you talk. It has helped me today. And, you know, it's not like I'm just saying that to say that, and I'm not saying it, it it's that same response every day, but collectively over time, it has been, thank you. I really, it really helped me. And it's not that I'm, you know, pulling back the curtains for the core of me solely to help people. Cause in reality, I'm helping myself. I'm putting myself first. I'm here desiring to make that connection because I've never had that before. And I'm very appreciative to be here and to be talking with you. And I'm, you know, crazy respect for what you do and the efforts that you put in. And I'm really excited to keep seeing the journey forward. Thank you. Awesome. That's, I appreciate the kind words because you're, that is very true. Um, It takes a lot. (laughs) It's not easy to do this by any means and hearing that is 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 very motivational and very good for you know wanting to continue and do and say more all right well on that that's a perfect place to end this podcast 
Um, I would like to thank Victoria for being on the show. I know this was quite long, but it, it's very, this is really good. So I'm sure people are going to really take this in and hopefully it'll help more people. Okay, everybody, um, that's it for t this episode. Um, thank you, Victoria. Thank, thank you. And, you know, if, if anything resonates with anyone, you're always welcome to reach out to me. I'm a very open person. And because of everything that we have talked about today, I'm, I'm an open book. And, you know, knowing oneself, you have the power of, of what you gauge to let in to your life. And, um, you know, I'm here. I'm here. You're here. Um, yeah. Anyone that is, you know, coming into this space, we are here. Exactly. And we're, I am, myself, I am willing to listen for hours if need be to someone and, you know, lend my own thoughts. And, but mostly to listen. That's the whole point. Well, I know you've got things going on and I'm ready to wind <laughs> down to you. And we made All it right. through the middle of the week. So thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. All right, everybody. That's it. Um, <laughs> we'll talk again later. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.